Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody, and welcome to week four of the journey on mediumship. I can't believe it's been four weeks. Week, isn't it? That's mad, isn't it? That's great. I was writing out the questions, and I thought, it is, it's week four. Anyway, good evening, Keith Charles. How are you, sir? I'm good, Lawrence. Thank you very much. Hi, Bill. Hi, Keith. Oh, well, I won't bother well, asking Bill now. You've done that. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's take my line out. <laughs> Welcome, everybody at home watching. Thank you so much for joining in and sharing these evenings. Don't forget, if you are uh, new to watching these uh, talks, why? Where were you? There's no excuse. <laughs> But if you have missed any of the uh, previous talks, they are available on the church Facebook page, main page, left-hand side, videos tab. And you can go back to right the way back to the beginning and just follow this journey through. So hello, a few call-outs here. Linda, hello, darling. Corrie, Joan, lovely Joan, all the way from the US. Evening, Joan. Joan says, good evening, handsome gents. I think she must be watching another channel at the same time. She's looking after my children. <laughs> <laughs> so, good evening. Hello, Phil. Nice to see you again. Right. So, week four. How exciting. So, we have covered just a quick recap for everybody. Uh, first week, we were thinking about joining a circle, developing our mediumship. Second week, we were sort of like brand new kids on the block, getting into circles, how to behave. Week three, we went over some of the points. I was quite interested, actually, last week. I watched it again uh, a couple of days ago. And, yeah, there's some interesting little points in uh, week three because we the development path isn't like that. It was sort of like that. <laughs> but this week, we're there. All right, we're mediums. Hurrah! How do we do this? What do we do? What are some of the challenges we face? You know, once we have given that time over to develop our mediumship and going along the right lines and the right formats of uh, promoting new mediums to our platforms. But, you know, when you're a new medium, start going out there, start working uh again another woof learning curve really is really is so our first question of the night is so in that energy of we have gone through our circle work and with our circle leaders permission and uh, maybe a little bit of assistance we're going out there now we're going to actually start doing services or private <coughs> readings bless you all ourselves on our own. So the first question is, what can I do or what do I do to control the nerves? Because when you go out on platform or when you sit in front of a congregation or go out into a larger venue and even private sittings, you know, somebody is coming to you for help and the nerve value goes woof. So when that's a brand new experience, Bill, sir, how would you control the nerves first off? Nerves, I've seen nerves destroy mediums. I, I really have. I've seen mediums go up and onto the platform. Sometimes it's the expectations they put themselves through. I'm here. I've made the mark. Um, you come out of circle. And there's lots of things you can, can do with nerves. I always say to people, when you go to a venue or when you go to a church or whatever it is, I I like to arrive early. Right? It's a simple thing to arrive early. It gives me time to have a fag, a cup of tea, time to relax. The same as I'll talk to people. Um, it helps me compose and get ready. If you ask me, do I suffer from nerves? I do remember what it was like to go up on platform for the first time and the nerves are there. But there are so many things you can do. Preparation is a key element. And one of the things that I say to people is when you're nervous, you rush things. 
and in the middle of a message you'll rush something um, very quickly and then pause to get your breath right and you put yourself under pressure so I would say when you're working going up on that platform it's the preparation you put into it relax it's not a race that's the one thing I say to people it's not a race prepare yourself get used to your surroundings just a silly little thing like that and when you stand up there and I would say to any medium coming out you can only give what you get and do it in the pace that you're comfortable with right and some of the times I see people I've seen people come from circles start to come out on the platform and you can tell that nerves that nerves with them and it's been destroyed so I would say relax prepare yourself arrive early and learn to breathe because it frees your mind you're more relaxed and just give what you get but at a pace that you're comfortable with and you'll find that a lot of that will stop the nerves but that's me that's my my take on it sometimes no that's lovely that's some really good advice here Keith, sir, what's your advice, please? Well, I'm um, I'm kind of been accustomed to public speaking, not in as much of standing in front of theatres, you know, for you know, pantomimes or anything. But obviously, my training as a police officer goes into a lot of teaching of how to deal with members of the public, how to project your voice, how to do things that are actually being assertive. That doesn't mean bullying, it means assertive. Um, but I believe there are lots of things surrounding you that can help you. Uh, because I was nervous when I started, because anything that you go to that is new, it is going to make you nervous. And I'll, I'll give you an example how we can do to help things. We spoke about when we were in our development class that we would, I would, and Bill did, and I think you have, you would advise to your student to stand up when they're doing things. So they're used to standing in front of them. You, you should, as a tutor, be able to get them to calm down, you know, because it is quite nervous, as Bill says, to rush. It is quite important that you don't just turn up at a circle, sorry, you don't just turn up at a church 20 minutes beforehand and say, I'm going to prepare now. When I start any demonstration at any venue, so for instance, if, if I now have an appointment with your church, Lawrence, on Saturday, I will be thinking about it now. I will be preparing myself now. And that little preparation can say, please, God, I'm at pool on uh, Saturday. Let me have a good night. It could be as simple as that. And what you're doing, you condition yourself. You're getting prepared. So if you just turn up, you will probably realise, because you've been there as a church, when we met for the first time, you come up and you make me feel welcome. And I want to know, oh, what's your church like? Come and have a look, Keith. I'll show you my church. Here's the platform. That's where you're going to be. I'm chairing for you. You know, if you need anything, just ask me. So it's not just the medium who's going to be nervous. You, as a church chairman, should f familiarise yourself with who you're speaking to and who you are. And there's no reason why you shouldn't say, I'm quite new to this, Lawrence. Will you give us a hand if I, if I need it? Of course we will, Keith. If, if you find you're struggling, I'll tell you what we do. I'll get up and give a two-minute reading. I'll get up and have a poem. I'll get up and do something to break that tension, if you like. Get it away. So when you are learning, ladies and gentlemen, don't leave it to the last minute and expect that when you get there, spirit, I want you here now. Because part of your nerves, you are bringing yourself because... I will say this, maybe you're not preparing yourself properly, so you're nervous because you're kind of, did I do this properly? Did I do that properly? Did I do this? Your tutor and you yourself should be in harmony 
with your spirit, your own spirit, which helps you now be calm when you're standing on a platform. Nerves, you hide underneath. You hide them underneath. And once you've said your first two or three sentences, no matter whether it's good or bad, you've broken the ice, as they say. So that would be my advice. Preparation, familiarization, and just, if you can, try and just have a little smile now and then. You know, so that's my advice to nervousness. Yeah, totally, 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 utterly agree there. Uh, I'm the same. When I get ready, I'm working this Sunday and already the reading has been found and I've had my little feedback. You do. You're not going to sit there 24-7 preparing yourself for three days before a service. You start laying the groundwork. You start putting out that intent. And again, very good point there, Keith. Um, the churches and the centres part in welcoming in, uh, we're all have some experience under our belt here. And I know we could all probably give, if I said, what was your worst and then what was your best uh, welcome at a church, we would all have our stories to tell. So, yeah, it's familiarising yourself with where you're going. But most importantly for me is nobody's there looking at you. You know, when I work, I'm not thinking they're looking at me. I'm trying to do my best for spirit. I'm saying, come on, please help me. Make me understand. Help me understand. It's not about me. If you get up there and you're sort of nervous, how do I look? How do I appear? How do I do? You know, you probably need to just have a little look at that aspect of yourself because it's not about you. You're doing that work for the highest and the best. We had a medium here several years ago, and she was a wonderful medium. She did two services and stopped because she was physically sick with nerves. Such a shame. Such a shame. So, yeah, nerves are there, nervous energy. Some people say nervous energy is good. I say to people, you all get so nervous. I say, good, because that's, you know, that spirit saying we're here. And that just saying that actually turned it from being a, a dominating force to a sign, oh, good, I'm getting nervous. That must mean spirit's here. It's how we handle it. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you. So, Keith, this is always a good one. <laughs> You're out there working, fairly new into this, and you go. you are drawn to somebody or... You have thrown out the information and somebody has claimed it. Uh, and then you get, no, 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 I don't understand. How are you going to handle that one? Easy. Easy. I, I, when I say easy, that's not being arrogant. It's like, do not stand up there and expect you to be perfect. Spirit don't. So when you stand up, you should made your preparation when Gordon Higgins used to say to me, you should be fo forming your link now. That's when you've worked on that and you said your opening prayer, for instance, your introduction. You should already have been saying to spirit, and they always say to mediums, it's the old-fashioned way, but would you like 10 minutes on your own? You know, that's what they say. And that's when you start sitting there saying, come on, spirit, give us a hand. But there are we can talk about this later but there are different i want to say stages of your development because you might start off being quite nervous then you'll be quite arrogant then you might be quite sad then you might be quite happy get used to it because that's going to happen and whatever's happening so when you get up and i'm giving just say lawrence for a message and i say i've got a gentleman here do it in bits do it in bits as a beginner Right, because what mediums tend to make a mistake with is I'll give you this as a for instance. I'd like to come to you, sir. That's Lawrence. I'd like to come to you, sir. I've got a man here. He said he passed with a, a bad heart attack. He lived in Brighton. He had two cars. He had a cat, and he's got um, he's got a sister. He's got four brothers. He's got a, a garage down the road. Do you understand? And you go, no. And you go, why have you said no? Well, I do have a, 
I do have four brothers. I know nothing get anything else, and I know nothing because you've overloaded the recipient with your message. So do it simple. Do it. Bill has a habit of keep saying, "Do you understand?" You know, it's a lot of things that mediums do because we are simple people. Just keep it simple. Don't try and be flash. Don't try and be Jack the Lad. Just get up there, and that goes to ladies as well as men. Just get up and say, I'd like to come to you, sir. I, I kind of say to people, is there anybody here tonight who doesn't want a message? Because you will get the odd one or two that for no reason they don't want a message. So it's no good saying, for instance, Lawrence is there because he's just lost somebody very dear. He just wants to sit there. He just wants to compose himself because he's just lost somebody very close. I'd like to come to you, sir. No, thank you. I want to come to you. No, I'm coming to you. <laughs> Straight away, you've alienated not only Lawrence, you've alienated spirit, you've alienated yourself and everybody else that's sitting there. So be patient. That would be my first thing. So when you get the three no's, they used to people say, get three no's and you're out. No, don't be lazy, mediums. Don't be lazy. Go back to your communicator, because if you're telling me you've got a man there, I want to know who the man is. I want to know what his name is. I want to know what he looks like. I want to know what job he's got. You've got tons of information, but you, ladies and gents, you are just the facilitator, but the facilitator between spirit and the recipient. You're not in charge of that message. You are in its content, but your communicator will tell you what he wants to get across to you. If that makes sense to everybody, it's you are just the medium, in inverted commas, that's doing it. So I hope that helps with the no, no, no situation. Very good. Thank you very much, Keith. Bill, over to you, sir. Brilliant, Keith. That said it, said everything. Did, didn't uh, it? <laughs> We've got nothing to say now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I hate seeing mediums and I've seen them do it. If I come to you, three no's and you're out. It's three strikes and you're out. I hate that. Because at the end of the day, as Keith said, you can only go to the person you're drawn to. You've asked spirit to draw close, as you said in the preparation, Keith. You're now ready. I usually say over to you, gang. Right, the moment I get up there, I'm drawn to this person. And however you start the message. But I always try to say to people, give people time to answer. Right? I had this gentleman who looked like he had these conditions. This is what he passed with. Would you understand? Right? Yep, I can accept that that person had lung cancer for argument's sake. Would you also understand that this gentleman is taller than me? Mind you, everyone is. But five foot nine, he built like this, his hair colour. And you start to build the picture up. And if you get a nose, right, okay. As Keith said, you've got all the time in the world. Spirit have taken all this time to come there with you, use them. Our spirit for the information, they said no to that. Why? What I find people do is they make statements. And the moment you make a statement, if that statement's wrong, a person will say, no, that's not my dad. My dad's still here. So I, I quite agree with what Keith said. If you get a no, don't be put off by it. But there's a thing because spirit are standing right next to you it's not like you've got to send them a letter it's not like you've got to wait for them they're right next to you talk to them use them you never know don't be fearful of it because it makes the medium work you're up there for quality not quantity and at the end of the day all you can do as a medium is relay someone's life story from spirit because that's all they can give you their memories and stuff like that you're relaying it now there are going to come times where people say yes my uncle is in spirit i didn't know what he looked like so i'm going to say no to that sometimes you'll say what can you find out about that because that's where the proof comes from one of the things that i think you need to touch on is that we can make mistakes 
we're human. I'll come to that lady at the front, I've got this person, blah, blah, no, 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 no. Then stop. Oh, spirit, is the information I've got correct? Yes. Then say, would anyone around that person understand that specific information? Right? And suddenly where you're looking in front, someone right over in the right-hand side of the room, right, I put their hand up and say, I can take every bit of that, that was that person, that's how they were, that's what they passed with. And you think, well, why am I going to the front? Just for that split second, you may have stepped out of the link and thought you was there. Your mind got in the way and thought I was with that person. And in fact, it's over there. So what I say to people is, I hear lots of people when they're starting out, I don't get no's. Well, sometimes the best proof is when you've got to work a little bit harder. You know, you could tie a message in, you could give them height, build, weight, shoe size, everything. But if you tell them that old chopper bike that they had, right, oh, God, yeah, that sounds so, that was me, dad bought me, that, that's the message tied in. Silly little piece of information. I quite agree with Keith, sometimes you'll get people who will say no to everything. You could have them, have spirits standing there, materialised, they would still deny it because they don't want that person, they want another person from spirit. And that's the, that annoys me, because you're fighting a losing battle there, we don't get a choice who comes in. We have to relay as a go-between between the spirit world and this world, the information. That, yeah, that, that's my advice I would give to people on that one. That's a hard Yeah. Brilliant, Bill. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, um, not to go too deeply onto that energy, it, it's happened a few times with people who have obstructed a message deliberately. Uh, thankfully, not that often, but you do remember the times when somebody does it to you. One, one time, somebody actually said afterwards, I was only saying no to make you work harder. I'm like, really? <laughs> anyway, that aside, I like the nose. I didn't like, I didn't used to like the nose, uh, but I do like the nose now. I used to be, when I got a no, it, it floored me. I'm like, oh brain kicks in, I'm wrong, you know, and then you really start losing the plot. But now it's like, come on, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Is somebody with you? I find that quite common. If, they, if they're not quite understand, you know, we're all uh, of different ages and some, you know, can't remember what we had for breakfast this morning, let alone somebody that we used to hear about in the family when we were kids. And it's not until later on, something is said and you think, oh my God, goodness it was there yeah of course it all makes sense you know the sitter at times will not remember i've done it i had a description of somebody i'm going i really can't take that because it was quite a strong description i went no i can't i can't and two weeks later i was doing something i went oh no it was them and it made perfect sense so yeah you get the nose fine don't get phased keep at it ask for more ask for more ask for more all the time wonderful now here's uh one i wasn't quite sure whether to ask this one or not and i thought well no, actually no it's something that does need to be actually be openly discussed and um get people thoughts about it so i'm a medium what do i charge keith i i have a problem with money um not not um what we charge uh, people can hear this and it's something since i started in the 90s i was charging 40 pound for a reading people would tell you i'm still charging 40 pound for a reading but it's my choice so if somebody comes to see me for a reading and i say to them my fee is 40 pound at the end of it I can turn around and say, I, I don't want your money, thank you. Not in a rude way, you know. It's like, no, I'm not charging you. And they go, why not? I said, because something's telling me I don't want to. Then you get other people who say, 
well, I'm a medium, I'm a professional medium, which means you earn your money by living. And they go out and say, I charge X, Y, Z. And there are astronomical fees that I've heard that mediums have charged to me. And to this much, that if they were doing readings and they're doing 10 a week, they are in football league standard of money. You'll be on 200 grand, 300 grand a year. To me, that is ridiculous because it takes me back to saying a man's worth what he charges if people pay it. And you as the sitter can say, no, I don't want to charge that. I, oh, sorry, I don't want to pay that. The same way that I say this to people and, and I do can get my um, get my shekels up is that people say, well, I'm a professional medium. So I'll say, okay, two things I ask them. How have you, how have you improved over the last 10 years then? Tell me what you've done that's improved apart from your fees going up. Tell me what makes you better. The other thing I do is if you are a professional, does that mean if you was a professional painter and you did a bad job that I have to pay you? because it's your time, as mediums will say, well, it's my time, but I wouldn't pay a bad painter. So if I'm running a church and you come to see me and you say, well, there we are, 300 quid for argument's sake, I just pick a few and say, I'm not paying you because you weren't worth it. That's not saying that you didn't have an agreement to do it, but it's saying, do you honestly feel that you are in your heart of hearts, you were, I'll use it. You was lousy tonight. You you didn't enjoy. People didn't enjoy it. You never got a, a yes right all night. Well, I'm a professional medium. Well, that's all right then. I just put professional in front of my name. I'd rather put it. I'm a principled medium. I'm an honest medium. And if I've had a bad night, Bill's had one. You've had one. I've had one. I wouldn't feel comfortable. So when it comes down to fee. I had this, and I'm sorry to drag this bit on, some 15 years ago when the um, mediums went on television, I, I honestly said I think it's the worst thing that happened was to have mediumship on telly. And what I said has happened. And what happened, I was getting telephone calls from schools, from colleges, that there were lots of young people when they were doing their their position of what do you want to do when you leave school it's like i want to be like a medium i want to earn money and get on television so that was my feeling you can do what you want ladies and gents you charge what you want if you're happy with it and you think you're that good i've never met a medium yet who feel they're that good that they are charging and this is a god's honest story and i'm not going to go name whoever but are charging over a thousand pound for a reading. I don't know anybody who is is that. But there we go. That's just a, don't get me on money, <laughs> Lawrence. Don't get me on money because I do get a bit cheesed off. I do. But there we go, ladies and gentlemen. You charge what you want to charge if you can live with it. That's fine because you'll go out and you'll say, "I'm not paying one pound fifty for a bottle of milk. I can get it down Tesco's for eighty five pence." So. It's the same with mediums. Yeah, Hearing is the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> when I said I was a bit hesitant about asking it, there were there were quite a few levels of why I was hesitant of asking it, and you were one. <laughs> <laughs> I won't change. No, fair enough. That's brilliant. Bill, sir. Real. There's so I don't think you've got a long enough time on this one. Um, I'm like Keith, you know, money's nice, it's nice to have something to go and buy something. But I've always, always, I got it from my dad, my boys have got it. I would not take anything from anybody, money-wise, if I didn't think I've earned it. Yeah? And I see that mediums, um, I've had people come up to me, I want to sit in a circle, I want to ask you a question, why do you want to develop as a medium? I want to do lots of readings, get on the telly, be famous and earn lots of dough. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. 
money is such a contentious area within this with the movement yeah so let me break it down and have my thing money doesn't bother me i'm very much in keys camp i've said this to you chief overnight it doesn't bother me there's the calluses on my hands i still go and work and earn my money that one i do do readings like i, I thought we could for a reading if someone rang that number my number and they said to me I'm really desperately in need of a reading, but I haven't got that money. Could you recommend someone that would do it? I'd say, it's, I'd ask Spirit and say, do that reading. And I would do that reading for no charge because you put something back. You give something back. What I have an issue with is mediums that, for the sake of, of, of our, our, our thing tonight, you've only just come out. And the moment they come out on platform, I'm £50 a reading. What experience you got? What are you offering for that £50? You know, what are you doing? And then when they get... A new, another thing you've got to remember, they're new out on, the, on the, the circuit. And people are interested. You're the new kid on the block. And they exploit that. All the churches want you. Because they want to see who you are, what you like. The readings are going to come in, they do two or three months at, I don't know, £30, £40. Three months later, it's £60. Right, a couple of months later after that, it's £75. And so it goes on and goes on. What I say to people is, you've got to be happy and content in what you charge. But be honest with people. Right, be honest with them. If you've got a reading there and you say to someone, and this is my words when I do readings, I will give you what I get. If I don't get it, I can't give it to you. And at the end of the reading, if you're not happy with the reading, don't pay for it. And I've had, and this is God's honest truth, I've had people who have sat there and you're doing a 40-minute read, and at 35 minutes ago, now I can't take nothing you said. Sorry about that. No, I'm not happy with that reading. And you say, right, okay. But they want the tape. Right? That you've taped it on. And then they go and do it to another medium. So the thing to remember is, you're inviting people into your own home or you're going to theirs to do readings. With the churches, there's a fee. What do you charge the churches? Often we charge our travelling costs. We don't get rich by doing the churches. But when you do readings, I think you've got to be really, really on the ball. But I'm going to say this, and I think Keith will agree with this. If you've done readings for nothing, right, you would be the busiest medium in England. Every time Dick and Harry will be phoning you. Because they're using you. They're exploiting you. Oh, I'll phone up Bill or Keith or Laurie because I'll get a reading for nothing. Yeah? You put a nominal fee and say key charges £10. But Laurie, you charge £80. Well, you've got to be a lot better than Keith because he only charges 10 Right? And people look at that. The more they pay, the better the medium. And I'm afraid that sometimes when these go to these top mediums, I ain't seen any difference from what I've seen from any other medium. So to me... You've got to be comfortable in what you want to charge. Don't extort people because I'm a great believer. Things come round and bite you. Things come round and bite you. People have seen it. They get on one bigger platform and their readings jump from one price to another price. That's extraordinary jumps. Yeah? And I'm, I'm a great believer that spirit paid debts without money. Find the price, be comfortable with it, but be honest with people. If they're not happy, don't charge. If they, you're comfortable with that price, stay with it. But don't exploit it. And that's unfortunately the biggest mistake that a lot of mediums do. They come out, this is my living, this is my job. And then they go, watch the prices jump up like that. Yeah, that would be my advice. That would be my say on it. And I could get very heated on that one. And I've been a good boy. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, always very difficult, very emotive subject. And it's always been a thing about exploitation throughout the history of our movement. And the Helen Duncan biography, she was working for uh, an organization who were charging their sitters four or five guineas a sitter. And in those days, that was a lot of money. Helen Duncan was actually getting threepence per sitting from that organization. So it's always been that energy is there for some people to uh, latch on to and yeah exploit for myself i look at if i've incurred any traveling expenses those of you out there driving work out your mileage over a year you know if you did 50 miles round trip every week on average uh, and you had two weeks off that's 2500 miles a year in your car you've been traveling that's wear and tear. You've got to factor things in like that, you know, your time as well. And being fair about it and remembering when you go to the churches, bless their arts, like uh, Bill said, you, you're not going to get rich going to a church. And that's fine because that's not why we go to churches. Um, but, yeah, often you'll see in the plate not enough to cover some medium's fees. It's always going to be an emotive subject, very emotive. It's to you and your conscience, you know. Uh, that's probably my answer to it. How much you charge? What does your conscience say in there? Because that's, that's the one person you can't fool. Wonderful, gents. So, last question. Now I'm a platform medium... Is that it? Oh. Who wants to go first? Go on, Dave. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, am I there? I'm a platform medium now. Ta-da! I'm, I'm at the top of my mountain. I've got nowhere else to go. If that's what you want to do, if you think you're Jack the Lad, you've been on the wrong path. That's the way I see it. Because I, um, I, I'm very proud to say that I've been working running a, an event called spirit quest for over 20 years in that time i've always always invited people that are new beginners if you like getting a chance to work in front of two three four five hundred people but once you've done that you've done it just tick it off so i've done that it doesn't make you better because you went to a theater for two three four five hundred because if it did when i started my first ever dem and mediums used to do this uh, and I'm, I'm one of the old ones and bill probably knows it it's like when you started off you get home and i meet bill and I go hello bill where'd you go and he says i'm, I'm making this up i went to south end church how many do you have bill how many do you have there you go i had 12 did you where was you i was oh how many you have? i had 14 and it's like it became a sort of game number. And it's kind of, I guarantee you, people listening now would do exactly the same. Because let's look at it. It is our bit of ego. It's like, look what I've done, right? But what you're doing, you're looking at the top of the surface. You're not looking at why you really did it. That You know, we joke about it, but you should be doing it with your heart. You should be doing it because you help people. I don't want money. I don't want money. I want to be able to help people. I really do. If if I can give you a message that it could be two liner that you come up and you say, Keith, I've been waiting for that for two years, two months, whatever, two hours. That gives you such a lift. It gives you such a lift. And there was a good old friend of mine, 35 years we were friends, and he had a church, Wimbledon Church. And he used to say, it's not what you get, it's what you give. The, the principle, even if I got that the wrong way around, it's like we're giving stuff. It's not what we give. It's not what we get. So the more that you give, you get rewarded in different ways. So don't think just because I said this to Derek, and I'll, I'll repeat this just so people can hear it, is... I went to Wimbledon Church as a new medium. And 
he said, um, what would you, what do you want to do then? I said, I want to be the best medium in the world. He went, what? He said, you're a bit pie mash, aren't you? Meaning flash. I said, no. I said, you hear lots of people say, I want to get on the platform. I said, but if I get to the platform, does that mean I've finished? No. I want to get to somewhere I'm never going to get, but I'm still going to keep it. I want to be the best medium in the world. And there's no way that's ever going to happen. So if I keep striving to be the best I can be, to get the best I can get for the people that I help, that means spirit have rewarded me in so many ways, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I honestly believe. I've had two strokes. I've lost half my sight. I lost the ability to talk. I've lost half my heart on my first heart attack. I had a near-death experience when I was dead for four minutes, which sounds ridiculous, but I was dead. You tell me how much you can pay to give me that and still leave me leave me in a position where I'm passionate about what I do and that I do it because I love what I do and I do what I love. And for that, I am eternally grateful to spirit. And that's my, if you like, when you get there, is that it? No. If you are, don't bother. Thank you, Laurie. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Keith. Bill, over to you. Oh, is it, is it the end? No. You've taken, you've taken one step. You've gone in the circle, you've developed. Now your second step is you're out there. And this is the most crucial time, most crucial moment. Because when you first come out onto that platform, it will define who you are by your intentions. I I wasn't, like Keen said, I want to be the best in the world. I turned around and said to Spirit, I will do this job. Right? I will work with you. I will do this. But make me the best that you can make me. Right? I never turned around and said, make me the best I can be. The moment I do that, I set a ceiling. I could have reached that pinnacle. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go nowhere. I'm going to go around in circles chasing my tail. So if I left it to spirit and said, make me the best you can make me as a medium, I'm always learning. I'm always searching. And I love it with spirit because if you go out with the right intentions when you first go up on that platform, You'll learn the morals, you'll learn the standards, you'll learn what it's about. And like Keith, the opportunities will come along. Maybe not all in quickly and in quick succession. And as you said, Keith, with, with Spirit Quest, all the years I've worked, Spirit Quest was my biggest platform. And I've, I've lost count of how many platforms I've worked and how to do the job. Even the thought after 20 odd years, you know how to do the job. But it's a far cry when you go from church or evening to clairvoyance with 100 people or 200 people to 500 people. You still got to do the same job. What did I learn? I learned a lot. I learned about myself. I learned about leading the spirit and learn about it. doesn't matter how many people are out there. There'll be a thousand people out there. You still got to do the job. You still got to go to that person. You still got to give them the evidence. So is it the end of the journey? It's the beginning, the real beginning. And with experience, you'll do platforms, you'll be different platforms, you'll work with different mediums, you'll start to get your own way of working, you, you know, you'll start to learn that you've got to own the platform and not let the platform own you, which is say I wanted to say at the beginning, right? And you're comfortable up there, but you never stop learning. And if people remember that, you might start off as a clairvoyant medium working on the platform. Where the three of us are now, what we're doing? We're teaching. Spirit are now saying, right, we want you to teach people. Because at the end of the day, I think Keith and Laurie, you both agree, when we teach people, we don't want them to come out as good as us. We want them to come out better than us. They become the next teachers. They become the next generation that when we sit in a corner dribbling away or kick the bucket or whatever we do, the legacy is left behind that someone will follow what's correct. 
So, yeah, pinnacle, the peak, have you reached it? Is this the end of? Far from it. Because if you think just coming out of circle is just it, boy, are you in for a rude awakening. Right? There will be the crescendos. You'll reach the peaks and you'll think, wow, this is going really well. And then there'll be the troughs when you hit the bottom and you want to walk away from it. And what's the best lesson? You've got to learn to overcome that. Get in the saddle and start the journey again. You never stop learning from the day you work with spirit to the day you take your last breath. You never stop learning. And spirit are the teachers. If there's a door that can be opened and they think you've got the ability, they will try and get you through that door because you're a service to help people. That's my say on that one. Just the beginning. Yeah, very true, Bill. And couldn't agree with you gents more. Um, we set our own limitations. You know, if I, if I was coming out of circle and thinking I want to be half as good as Keith and Bill, I might end up half as good as them because I've, that's what I've said. But I want to be twice as good as Keith. I want to be twice as good as Bill. I want to go on. Teaching is one of the obvious uh, advancements you get. I will I will say this. It's um, a bit emotive at times with some people, but it's not rude. It's not rude. You do find as a platform medium, when you first start serving your churches, everybody loves you. You know, because you're new, you're fresh, you're somebody there. And once you get that name, like we talked about a few weeks back, everybody talks, you know. And if you go out as a fairly new medium and you do a top-notch service, you can guarantee all the other churches in the area will be on your doorstep the next morning and say, oh, you know, we heard, blah, blah, blah. And that's lovely. That is lovely. Um, but just keep in the back of your minds, you know, us mediums, we, we've got a shelf life, you know, if we go out there into that energy and you've got loads of churches asking for you to serve them, it is, it's lovely, it's very flattering, it's very rewarding as well, and it's great when you're working with spirit to that level, but after a while, you know, people are going to see your name and go, oh God, not him again. <laughs> there is that to it. There is that to it, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, that is not it by any means. It is just another stage of your development. We we can find the development to sitting in circle, right? That's my training ground. That's my schooling. And once I'm done there, there I'm out there. But how many people, you know, in any career, I was in engineering, and I never stopped learning. All the time I was in there, until the day I left, I was learning stuff. And it's exactly the same with the spiritual work. Well, I'll pose something then to you, just out of curiosity, while the mics are open. How many people can claim, showing all the potential, Keith, you'd think you'd agree with this, yeah? All the potential, got everything there, and never made the distance. I think, I think you're right, Bill. I think you're right. There's a lot of people who, and, and you know, who are the people that get together at the end of Spirit Quest? All the old people, the old mediums, those that have been around. And what do we talk about with the same enthusiasm that we had 20, 30 years ago with the passion? Because it comes from what we're talking about, Laurie. It comes from how you were taught. Yeah. The longevity comes from you. You build a house and don't use the right foundations bad winter, winter, it will collapse. And that's what I say. There, I know there are mediums, and one of them was on here tonight, that I saw their name, and there are people that they don't want the no's. They don't want the, you weren't very good tonight, Lawrence. You know, as honest as it might be, they don't want that. They want people to say, how many times, as you would remember, and I'm sorry to be boring talking about the old days. This is the new Doris Stokes. This is the new Gold Niggerton. This is the new Jesse Nason. You you pick a name. We, they've, there's hundreds of them been around. Where are those new ones? I don't want you to be the new Laurie. I don't want you to be the new Bill. I don't want to be the new Keith. I want you to be better than Lawrence. I want you to be better than Bill. I want you to be better than me. You know, because that means... We have helped somebody on their journey. Yeah. 
we have helped somebody. And you go, do you remember that Mr. XY? He's done well, that lad, hasn't he? He's done well. We don't get jealous. That's what I go back to about Spirit Quest. We all sit around and we're saying, God, this one's... And I tell you what, where lots of churches get their new mediums from? The old mediums. The old mediums. Because Lawrence will phone me up and say, Keith, do you know this bloke, Bill Rich? Bill Rich, is he any good? You know, he's been... Some people said he's... Okay. I'll recommend him to you, Lawrence. Yeah, you put him forward. We don't say, nah, don't get him. He's arrogant. He's this, he's the other. We do it to help. And tell me, all these people that are listening, they will soon have their own underground where they go, Let, let's pick a name, name that we know. God bless him, Colin Fry. You know, people would know him. People will have likes or dislikes. They will have likes and dislikes about Doris Stokes. And we're talking about people that are not here to develop. That's people. People like anything. They like white bread, black bread. They like white milk. They want chocolate milk whatever it might be people have and we have to understand that the one thing that i want us to do as we did that is just maybe some of our words whatever our words have been might just go in the back of somebody's mind and they think god i remember lawrence saying that three years ago four years ago and it stayed in my mind and it's something i've always done that is the biggest compliment you Bill or me can get. Thank you. Ah, ah well said. I had a message in two... the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I had a message in two thousand, and I remember every word of it because it was so awesome and it was so comforting. Get uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not booked. <laughs> yeah. you about, we've told you about this. I think before. we can laugh about the bad times as well as we do, and that's the best way to deal with it. No, I was, I was just saying, you know, just picking up on your point there about remembering. I, I remember this message given to me from platform. And I just thought, wow, I want to be able to do that. You know, 20 years later, it's there because it was so good. Yeah, wonderful. Question here from Stacy Spark. Is it harder to do the bigger the audience? That's interesting. Um, Bill, what's your view? No, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think it is because whether you've got 10 people in front of you and 500 people in front of you, if you're linking with spirit and you're in that zone, what I call the zone, linked with spirit, and you go to them, well, out of the 10 people, you're only going to see one face. The other nine are going to disappear because you're concentrating and connecting with that person. And exactly the same with the bigger audience. And that was made very apparent to me when I worked at uh, your uh, doji for the Spirit Quest. You know, you can only link with one person at a time. So to me, no, I don't think it is any, any harder. I think if you allow, like we said at the first question, your nerves allowed to get to you, it is very, very difficult. But at the end of the day, you've got a person coming through, you make a connection to the person you're with, and you get into that energy, that zone. So to answer that quickly, Stacey, I would say, no, I don't find it any more difficult to do it like that. I, I, I think it's not harder. I think you're still doing the same job. You're linking the spirit to a person. Okay. I, I I just mentioned this. I I think the worst um, expectation that was put on me took twice. One was when I was on the Ultimate Psychic Challenge on telly with Randy there as in if you like in opposition, and I uh, and I was invited to go and do it. And um, I said to Christine, my wife, I said, I don't know if I could do this, and she said to me. Spirit won't let you down. And do you know what? I was so, I'll, I'll say angry, but because I should not have my wife, right, telling me where my confidence in spirit should be. I should keep that in myself. But I was very grateful that she did it because she gave me that support. She gave me that help. And the other thing was when I went to meet policemen, policeman when i'm doing another side of what i do 
They don't want your ball. They want evidence. So you're setting yourself challenges all the time. So Stacey, if you feel you're going to be in a bigger audience, what is a bigger audience? 10 for you, 20 for you, 200 for you, 400 to you, 1,200 for you, 3,000 to you. <laughs> you're still doing what Bill says, the same. People can go to Lawrence and he can get maybe close up to 200 people. Does that mean I can't go there because there's a lot of people? Take everything as a challenge that spirit would not put you on a platform, whatever that platform might be, that you're not good enough. They, they know where they can put you. They know what you can do. Do the best you can. Yeah, I think my answer on that is if you think it's going to be, it will be. So you're just going out there. You're going out there to work for spirit. And it doesn't matter if you're on a Wednesday afternoon at a little church somewhere tucked away or a Saturday night at the Palladium. You're going out there to work for spirit. And if you stand there think, oh, there's too many people. I can't do this. Guess what? You won't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking there. You got a, um, one from um, Paul Dog, and I done. <laughs> this is quite a amusing one. Have you ever had to deal with lively hecklers in the audience? Well, oh, come the spirit quest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, dog goose. <laughs> I, I can I just say this? This was kind of really weird. I was given a message and, and this was, you, you talk about when I got up to go on platform, I just felt cold, if you like. You know, I was just, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get a link. Well, you go through lots of emotions as a medium. And I'm pleased to say that after a few minutes, it was so lively, Paul, that I was in stitches. I was so, oh, I, was, I was screwed up laughing. And Bill will vent, verify that because not only was I, there must have been 200 people laughing. And the same way, Paul, I have stood in a platform and cried. I have stood on there and felt my, if you like, my tummy in knots because of the pain that you're giving a message to somebody else. So do people echo? Yeah, they do. They do. You, you give a message and they go, I've got your mum here. What's her name? You know, before you've even got it out, you know, you would get that sort of thing. But that's okay, Paul. Just let them do what they want to do and just say, I'll tell you what, sir, you give the message and I'll say yes and no. Yeah. You know, let them do it. It's... But luckily, in days gone by, you would get rid of them. Not you, but the, the staff would excuse people out or the church would say, would you step outside? So, Paul, you, you crack on, mate. You're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely yeah. question from Fiona Parry Dodd. And I haven't just put her up there because she left me cake and jam at the weekend. <laughs> How do you work with the energy of a quietly spoken spirit and project your voice from the platform at the same time? Yeah, good question. I like that. Define that question for me in a way, because how do you work with a quietly spoken spirit? If you've got um, somebody who's making that contact with you, uh, and I've, I've found this quite a few times, you get somebody who's very shy and retiring, so they tend not to actually say a lot to begin with, because it's the character coming through and you're like, but you learn and you just think, okay, I'm not getting a lot. So I know that this person was a quite a quiet person. My favorite line is, you know, some people come in a room, da -da, here I am and other people come in quietly and this person falls in that category. Once you, to me, once you've identified that part of the evidence, Fiona, that will go away. That will go away. They will, the, the, you will then just pick up uh, the thoughts that might be part of the evidence trail that they were a quietly spoken person once you've got that out there they're not sat there still whispering to you because they're in there your thoughts are just coming out of your mouth i'm gonna disagree with that um uh, yeah 
Yeah, I'm going to do it. you are. All oh, right, come on, bring it on. <laughs> <Yeah. right>. Hands <laughs> on. Come on, boy. I'm deaf in one ear. What? What'd you say? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I'm not hearing. Sometimes I hear spirit in my own ears, but I'm not relying on hearing from my ears. So if I've got a link that's coming in from spirit, I've only got to turn around and say to them, turn the volume up, lift your voice up. Spirit, no volume. You train with spirit. They could come in whispering. The moment you say to the guys, I need them to lift the voice up, I need it to be clearer, boom, it happens. So that side of it isn't going to affect, in my opinion, only my opinion, I might be wrong, isn't going to affect me. Because the personality of the person being inward, shy, retiring, you're going to pick up anyway. Right? You're going to pick up. If you're picking up on their mannerisms, and Keith's a very outward person, so are you, so am I, and suddenly your persona's changed, you're aware of their conditions. Right? There's lots of ways you can pick up their personality traits. But volume-wise, I've had this, this conversation a few times. What would be the point of spirit coming in whispering to me and me going, hey, hey, would you say? They're breaking the link with me when I'm going to someone in the audience. That's the equivalent of someone coming from Mexico and speaking to me in Spanish or Mexican or whatever. I haven't got a clue what they're saying. So I'm going to be standing there scratching me head. So picking up with the energy of quietly spoken person, the moment I'm aware of them, I need to hear what they're saying. I don't want to be hearing whispers. I stick another spanner in the works, Bill. Go on then, mate. We don't have a voice box when we go to heaven. Exactly. We don't have one. So what we need to do is to remember, Fiona, and, I, and I, I'm just saying this, what happens if this quiet energy was getting your attention and then when they come, all they're doing is effing and blinding? Do you pass that on? Do you say, oh, this quiet energy, they're telling you, to, and they're telling you, and they're telling you, you're in control, Fiona. You're in control. You've got the volume control. You've got the guard. You say to them, I know, you, like Lawrence said, which is very good, that you're getting the control of asking people to say, <laughs> yeah, to say, look, this is lovely. It's nice to have you here. It's nice to have you talking with me. But please, please, would you speak up a little bit, please, so that I can under control. And that is kind of how I would deal with it. Bill would do it one way, and I, I go along with what Lawrence says. They are giving you what they feel, but you've got to conduct the orchestra, if you like. So you've got three views in one there, so you've done all right, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Did you upset you, Laurie? <laughs> hey, we upset Laurie, yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in here, I've got the door open, but I've got a sign there saying do not enter deep cleaning in process a traffic cone out there which seems to be an invite to some people to say are you open <laughs> so i've stood there we've had the best mediums in the world on the platform praying for people to come in the minute you just sat here with your cat suddenly everybody wants to come through the door <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, last question of the evening, and we cannot ignore this lovely lady all the way from America. Nice question. How do you keep from taking on other people's energy so it doesn't affect you physically? I think we probably answered that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. You, you Basically, Joan, you're in control. You're in control. Don't let anybody bully you. I mean, look, you, you live with a gentleman who's as big as me. He won't bully you. Spirit won't bully you. I hope that makes sense to you. And say hello to my kids, Richie, all right, and Frankie. <laughs> Not Benny as well. Please don't say that. No, no, just and Holly, <laughs> and Holly. Yeah. 
Gentlemen, as always, absolutely lovely evening. Uh, our final week next week, we're going to uh, delve into a little mixture of um, questions. One already has come in from Germany. You are international mediums, gentlemen. So we look forward to that next week. Just a little hodgepodge. Anyone out there has got a question they want to ask and may not have been covered in any of the topics that we've gone along, as long as it's clean and wholesome, because we do go out before the watershed, bring them over to me on the church and we'll go through them. Yeah, something something like they probably might not ask if yeah. if they feel embarrassed that, like, like yeah. you always say, Lawrence, there's no such thing as a silly question. There's not a question that hasn't been asked before. That's great, because you said earlier on about people remembering something you said, and that's such a compliment, and you just remembered something I said, so I'm like, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Bill, Bill, that probably means he don't say much else that we take any notice of. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, and he's gone. See? He's just gone. <laughs> I think my screen's frozen. I'm not. I'm just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Absolutely wonderful. Don't forget, as I say, the previous broadcast is on the Church Facebook page under the videos tab. Same time next week, 7.30. So it's good night from me. It's good night from him. It's good night from him. <laughs> yeah. And it's... God, <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, all.